I'm Dr. Jenny, and I want to take a minute to thank you for tuning into my Health Hacks podcast. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about adrenal fatigue. And pretty much everyone knows that stress is not good for your health. Almost any health problem you have will be made worse when you're under stress. So what happens when stress becomes chronic and turns into something called adrenal fatigue? Well, Let's, let's unpack that a little bit today on our, on our show. So, um, I, I see a lot of people and they come to the office and they say, "Mm, I don't really think I'm under stress. And they say that because they have been living in a stressful, um, lifestyle for so long that it feels normal to them. But when we run something called an adrenal stress index, we see that their body is telling a different story. Their body is sending the message, yes, I am under stress. And there's a bunch of predictable things that happen when your body is under stress. That means your, first of all, your stress hormone cortisol elevates, and that creates a whole cascade of things. The, the, one of the more significant things that happens is it sends the message to your body that I'm going to need a lot of energy. And so please raise my insulin levels. And unfortunately, insulin is a fat storage hormone. It packs on the energy, so to speak, right around your midsection so that in case you need to have immediate access to an energy source, you can do that. So while that might be helpful if you you're being chased by a wild animal, it's not super helpful if you are trying to just live your daily life and not gain weight. And you're wondering, why am I all of a sudden packing on like weight around the midsection? So that's one thing. Your adrenaline levels will will go up. So again, that's another um, sign of, of stress. So your blood pressure elevates, your digestion slows down, your heart rate speeds up. All of these things that would normally be good if you needed to respond to danger right away. But if those things go on unchecked long enough, then digestion gets compromised and um, blood pressure and heart rate stay elevated and you end up with, with chronic disease because of this. And unfortunately, the tendency in our medical system is to go ahead and just treat symptoms that show up instead of looking at wow, we've, we've been under this stress response for so long that it's taking a toll on our health. And if you go long enough in this stressed out state, what begins to happen is that instead of all of the cortisol levels being elevated and things like that, your body just can't keep up. And it says, whoa, I I just can't make it anymore. And, And you see over time, as you progress through level one, adrenal fatigue, and then you know, there's level two and level three, as you progress through that different things happen. And eventually the end game is your body just can't make enough cortisol. And those are the people that are like, man, I just cannot function. I can't get moving in the morning. I need three cups of coffee to get going. And there's a whole bunch of other things. Eventually your thyroid will start to slow down because your body says, I can't keep up. I have to slow down. And that's one, one of the ways that it does that. So there are all of these intricate and and interrelated things. Hormone balance can start to suffer. Um, the, the female hormones, estrogen, progesterone, male hormones like testosterone, all of those things, because all of your body's resources is get diverted to the production of cortisol. And that is the, at the expense of, being able to make 
other things like the, the sex hormones. So that's a phenomenon called the pregnenolone steel, where pregnenolone is a precursor to different things. And if it's, if it's being required in high amounts to create cortisol, then it doesn't convert um, down the line to the testosterones and the estrogens um, the, the way that it should. So um, you start to see hormone imbalances show up in, in men and women. And um, it's just, it, it can be, it can get really complicated if we don't go back to the basics of, okay, stress response, how do we manage that? So how do we how do we take stock of this? If we feel like, yes, that's me, you're speaking to me, what do I do? Um, here are the, the strategies that I find to be very helpful. Respect the proper circadian rhythm. And that means that you work with nature to create that rhythm of going to bed when it's dark and getting up when it's light. So that's just kind of a primal thing. And that that means generally speaking, 10 o'clock is, is the time that I give people. And that is because deep restorative sleep happens best between 10 PM and 2 AM. So you want to make sure you're getting to bed by 10 o'clock and you want to make sure you're shutting off the technology around nine o'clock so that you can fall asleep. It's this blue light radiation that comes from screens, phones, tablets, TVs, things like that, that can make it hard to, to fall asleep. And, and it, that those things raise your cortisol. So you'll want to turn off the technology around nine o'clock. You'll want to get, go to sleep at 10. And before you go to sleep, you can do some relaxing things like pray, meditate, stretch, take a bath, read, read an old fashioned book that isn't going to create that radiation. Um, analyze your, the stressors in your life. Is, is there something you can do differently? Now, I know if you're listening to this, jobs are stressful, families are stressful, and I'm not advocating you live under a rock where you don't have any of that stress. That's just simply not realistic. But how can you change your mindset? How can you create healthy boundaries? Can you eliminate things that really don't add value? There's a lot of distractions in our life that, we would really do better without. And so just being intentional about that and see what, what you can come up with. And um, other things, um, relaxation techniques that send a message to your body. I am not under stress. I am relaxed. Deep breathing, sipping water, meditation, prayer, gratitude, grounding, put your bare feet in the dirt, connect to the earth. That, that has so many benefits. Ex exposure to fresh air and sunshine, um, exercise like walking and yoga, Pilates, these, these gentle forms of movement are really great for that. And then, um, check your diet, make sure that you're eating in a way that supports your health. This means good, healthy fats, like coconut and butter and nuts and clean meats, like grass-fed, pastured, organic sources of meat, lots of vegetables, all the good, green, non-starchy vegetables that you can get your hands on. Um, limited amounts of fruit. I, I think um, because blood sugar handling is an issue for a lot of people, you don't want to overdo the fruits and stick to things like berries and lower glycemic fruits, grapefruits and citrus fruits and, um, and berries. And some fruit is okay. Just don't go crazy with it and avoid 
processed grains, processed oils like canola oil, palm oil, cottonseed oil, vegetable oil, things like that, and um, refined and processed sugar. Make sure you drink plenty of clean, purified water. Aim to get at least half your body weight in ounces of water every day. You can also use something called adaptogen, adaptogenic herbs or nutritional supports. These are things like ashwagandha, rhodiola, ginseng, licorice, um, and, and licorice needs to be used correctly. At, at some phases in the adrenal um, fatigue cycle, licorice is appropriate and other times it's not. So um, th that's when it, it will help raise cortisol. And if you're at the early stage, it's something that you probably don't want to use because you don't want to raise your cortisol. You want to um, you want to bind it. You can also use something called phosphatidylserine that helps reduce cortisol. It's very effective. So um, the, the strategic use of those things in addition to finding the sources of stress and doing what you can to manage that, eating a good healthy diet, all of those things work together. And then um, sometimes I find it necessary to dig a little deeper. I have people come in and say they feel like they've been dealing with adrenal fatigue for years or even decades. And, you know, I, I don't feel like we are supposed to live on these adaptogenic herbs for decades when, when we probably need to dig in and look a little bit deeper and find out what is really going on. Is there some underlying um, nutrient deficiency, a hormone imbalance, or a chronic infection? Epstein-Barr is, is pretty notable in, in this um, arena that where, where that can, can trigger this feeling like you're always having adrenal fatigue. And there's strategies and testing around this that, that can make it a lot easier to find that, that true problem so that you can get the help that you need. So I hope that this podcast was beneficial to you to start you thinking about, hey, is this something that I need to look at? And what can I be doing right now to help myself? And then when is it time to consider a, a little deeper dive into what's going on and, and get some help for someone to walk me through that process? So you can um, check out drjenny.com, D-R-J-E-N-I.com. And there is a way to get a hold of me to schedule a, a time to, to talk for a few minutes. It's a little free consultation that I do so that you can ask questions and I can interview you sort of to say, hey, what, what's going on? And, and we can make sure that we would work well together before you, um, you know, go down that road so that we can help you find the, the hope and the healing that, that you're looking for. So anyway, um, thanks for listening and have a blessed day.